The NBA playoffs are heating up and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody. Welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One as we play Matchmaker here on the MMA Fighting Podcasting Network following UFC 260 on Saturday night in Las Vegas, Nevada. And we have a brand new heavyweight champion of the world. And we appreciate and thank you for listening to the program. As always, I am Mike Hack and joining me, per usual, is the co-host, co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the Prince of Positivity himself, Mr. Alex K. Lee. AK, how are you? How's Canada on this fine day? My best friend, it's a little gloomy up here, but I am not in a gloomy mood because my, my heart is still racing a little bit from from last night's heavyweight main event. Uh, I, I think uh, Rogan and Cormier nailed it when they were all saying, and Anik were all saying, like, there was a crazy tension that you just don't normally feel. You don't always feel during. I, I can't remember the last time. Maybe... It, no, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of, of all the title fights we had this year, even like a, a super fight, like Adesanya and, and Blahovic. I swear, I didn't feel that same, I don't know, I didn't feel that same kind of buzz. But there was every second of this Miocic uh, and Ghana rematch. I was just like, I am weirdly excited and sweating a little bit. And it's uncomfortable, but I love it. So the whole the whole gamut of emotions, Mike. Uh, and I'm still feeling it. I, I'm, I think, again, we're feeling it. There's no card this week, so... This is kind of great for the UFC. We'll all be kind of able to dwell and talk about this incredible triumph from Ngannou for, for the next couple of weeks. I would say from like a fascination perspective, Piotr Jan versus Aljamain Sterling wasn't quite where this fight was on Saturday, but it was like up there. And like those are the two title fights that actually stood on my feet and watched. Like I didn't sit. I was on my feet watching them like in anticipation. But in terms of like the intense vibe I don't remember feeling that way watching a fight since the first time Stipe fought in Ganu in sure. Boston. Like that was that first round. I can't remember like being on the edge of my seat, just waiting for something insane to happen like we did last night. Like that was the last time I felt like that intense, you know? I think I think my heart was racing more after uh, Jan hit the knee, hit the illegal knee, and I was like, "What the? What is happening? What's going on?" And then we we're all scrambling, like, "All right, we got to cover this. How, how many angles can we cover this from?" That was so, so deflating. That was, <laughs> it was it was deflating, but exciting in a different way. Until you realized the implications of what had happened, then you're like, oh yeah, okay, this is this just sucks. 
it's like you're driving to your destination and you're so excited and then you get a flat tire on the highway like that's what that fight was like on my way to disney and the flat tire cost you a ufc title yes it was it was like the griswolds going to wally world that's that's how i would describe Jan versus sterling but listen i would love to sit here ak and throw some crazy curveballs at everybody to start the program but i just can't because francis and is the new heavyweight champion if you missed it, he stopped Stipe Miocic in the second round. He pretty much pitched a perfect game, AK. And now, look, we would all be happy for Stipe Miocic to get the trilogy fight. He deserves it. But it's not going to happen. In fact, according to Dana White, he's not even number two on that list. Derek Lewis, according to Dana White, is like 1A, 1B, probably like 1B2. But the only answer to this question in terms of what's next for France Gano is John Jones, a.k.a. Anything else is pure, unadulterated tomfoolery, a.k.a. In terms of business, in terms of fights everybody wants to see, fascination, all the boxes are checked. And I'm not just saying in the heavyweight division. I'm saying, like, for the entire organization, this is the fight to make. I would rather – I'm excited for Connor versus Poirier 3. I'm curious to see how that plays out. But no fight fascinates me more than this fight between Francis Ngannou and John Jones. You want to talk about getting your heart racing. I mean, every <laughs> second, as soon as that fight is booked, pretty much every second leading up to that fight, and then once they actually step into the cage, I mean, I, I need, I'll need a doc. Like, we, I'll need some sort of physician, uh, you know, it, 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 alongside me as I watch that fight. Because that, I mean, yes, that's, if we're talking about what we would do, if we could magically wave a wand and make any, and make every fighter, you know, happy with their compensation and make any fight happen, that's like number one right now. Jones and Gunner. That's that's number one. Uh, what should happen? Jones and Gunner. Again, we, now again, the reality of the situation is, of course, a lot of negotiations are going to happen. Public negotiations are happening right now over social media. They happened as soon as the fight was over. The negotiation uh, game began between Dana White and John Jones. But uh, again, you, you you've expressed great optimism. This will happen, Mike. I'm the prince of positivity. I will not go against you. I do think it'll work out. I think we are going to have to going to have to sweat it a bit in the media, and fans are going to sweat it. Uh, there'll be some false starts. We may we may even see you know Dana White and some uh, keep kind of maintain this thing. They're like, yeah, I'm I'm really liking that. You know, no, the more I think about it, I'm really liking that Lewis, uh, Lewis and Ganu matchup. Uh, but we know in his heart of hearts, he knows that John Jones is the right match for Ganu, and this fight has to happen. I I yeah, I'm I'm no, I, yeah, I'm not going outside the box here. It should happen. We would make it happen if we could, uh, and it will happen. And Dana White even planted the seeds. You know, it's one thing to say you want the fight. It's another thing to, like, actually want the fight. So he actually, like, he actually jumped, like, three steps ahead. So maybe he's smart. Maybe he's just like, you know what, rather than play the speed bump game and have to say this after the next pay-per-view in Jacksonville, I'm just going to say it now. I'm just going to say it now, get that part of it out of the way, and let's get this ball rolling. I think Dana's being uh, kind of masterful with this whole thing. He's like, let's stop the BS. Let's just get the BS out of the way right now. He was definitely ready. Let me tell you something. Uh, he was prepared uh, to talk about the Jones matchup uh, uh, after uh, he had the line about Jones. <laughs> Jones should drop down to 185 after seeing that Ngannou performance, which I'll admit was pretty funny. I'll give Dana credit. It was a good line. Uh, and it certainly and it caught Jones' attention right away. As the press conference was going on, Jones reacted to it in real time. He should have just called he should have just called in. I wish they, I don't know if they had a screen in the press conference room. He should have just done a video call in. We could have had a tete-a-tete with 
uh, Dana White right on the spot, but uh, maybe that's not where we are yet with the post-fight press conference technology. But uh, yeah, again, it's we're going to be hearing a lot of this for a while. You'll be seeing a lot of these stories on MMAfighting.com. So uh, look forward to that, uh, loyal readers. <laughs> I'm just picturing like Dana talking, and then all of a sudden, like a small flat screen TV just falls <laughs> from the sky, and Jones's <laughs> face shows up. Hey, Dana. <laughs> I mean, can we do this? I think we should. We got it. I think we should look into this. <laughs> that would be the best thing ever. Oh man, we could talk about different ideas for interrupting press conferences besides drunk fans oh, wanting oh. to be signed to the roster. That would have been way cooler, but. Francis versus John is the fight. John is the fight to make. Mm-hmm. This is too easy. But a very interesting piece of business from a matchmaking perspective is on the other side, the now former champion, Stipe Miocic. And this was one of the more vicious and violent knockout losses you will see in a title fight. And personally, I don't know if we're going to see him again this year, AK. I just don't know because he's got a lot going on. He's, the, he's a firefighter, obviously. He's been more active over the last eight months than he's been in a long time. He's obviously got another he told Daniel Cormier he's got a son on the way. So second kids on is coming. I don't know what to do with Stipe. Honestly, AK, like this is a super boring answer, but I'm going with, we need to see how this all plays out in the division over the next several months before I can actually have an answer. Like that is my pick. Like if we're, if, if, if Stipe Miacic got on the phone tomorrow with Dana White and the matchmakers and said, you know what? I don't want to stop. I'm ready to fight right now. Get me in there ASAP. I think Curtis Blades is the fight that makes the most Mm -hmm. sense. But the problem is Curtis is going to fight somebody else before that because I just don't think Stipe is going to be back that soon. So weak answer, inconclusive, incomplete, but I just, just because I don't think Stipe is going to be back anytime soon. We, I, I, I'll be shocked if he fights again this year. Maybe I'm wrong. That's why my answer is inconclusive. But if he is ready to get right back after it, I'm going with Curtis Blades. That's that's not a weak answer, Mike. That's a realistic answer. And also, you're, you're tempering people's expectations here. You're looking out for Stipe's safety. You you are not one to mislead America. You will not mislead – or America or Australia, wherever people are listening. Uh, I know we have listeners from all over the place. Uh, and I will have a disgruntled uh, – the little teaser. I, I will have a disgruntled reader response for you later in the show, so people stay tuned in. Oh boy! Uh, if you, <laughs> uh, Mike does his best to please everyone, but uh, again, sometimes you just cross people. You cross people, Mike. Uh, yes, no. I like the Blades matchup. I'm leaning more towards Derek Lewis, uh, but again, same caveat. It's it's look it, <laughs> that hammer fist. I cannot express how much. If you had put, if that was a watermelon. I think that water, like that hammerfist, would have just that would have Gallagher that that, that, that <laughs> no, no one. I know you'll get that. I said that reference specifically because I know you'll get it. Uh, I hope a lot of people. I don't know how many people are in our age range. I'll understand the Gallagher thing, but that that if that was a watermelon, you would have watermelon chunks everywhere. If if you had, that was an unprotected Francis and Ganu full downward strength hammerfist, and I, and thank God again, Steve Milch is just tougher than a watermelon, it's tougher than a friggin' boulder. Because uh, I and I hope he's all right, I, but I, I can't imagine that, uh, that that's good for your health. I know it's quite the, quite the diagnosis there, right? Um, I would be very surprised if he fought again before the end of the year. And as you said, when he comes back, who knows? He maybe maybe Cyril Gan will be uh, will be a top contender. Oh, I mean, he is a top contender, but will be in that range where Milch wants to fight. Tied to Avasa could be top ten uh, by the time you know Steve Milch comes back next year. So. People can throw out all kinds of matchups. Uh, again, I'll sort of tease in advance. Our readers did not have. Our, I think they're like us. I think they're thinking it's either a big matchup soon or he has to wait because yeah, Lewis and Blades both make sense. 
But both those guys will be fighting sooner rather than later, probably sooner rather than Miocic. Uh, so, yeah, we got to wait and see. But, yeah, I, I, I like the Lewis matchup if, if for some reason, uh, if, if somehow Miocic is fully healed up and recovered in, in you know, six months and really wants to get back in there. But I, that seems doubtful. I have. I just thought of what the perfect matchup can be is in this, and this is only if like things proceed the way they're heading right now. January, February, two thousand twenty-two. Stepe Miocic versus Chris Dacus. Firefighter versus police officer. Are you kidding me? But Dacus got to win a couple of fights, obviously. But I mean, that's that's fun. By the time he comes back, that could be the most logical exactly. match for him, right? We might, we, we, Dawkins could be about like 5-0 and in the UFC or something. We'd be like, man, did, and, you know, we could do it on to the next one, like I said, by the end of the year, and just going, you know, it'd be a good matchup for Dawkins. Uh, I heard Miocic is playing in return in January. For, yeah, no, I, I, I will check, we've got to check these tapes uh, uh, nine months from now. I have a feeling this, this will be a familiar conversation. Absolutely. We head to the co-made event. Vicente Luque gets over the hump. This was a very fascinating fight. This was... A, the pure definition of a crossroads fight. Like, crossroads has been used very loosely over the last several months, but this was, like, the pure, absolute definition of a crossroads fight because could, could Vicente Luque get over the hump? Could Tyron Woodley get back on track? Luque gets over the hump. Fight of the night submission win over Tyron Woodley, the former champion. And Tyron Woodley, to his credit, he showed up ready to scrap and put on a show, and he did exactly that, but... Vicente Luque walks away with the biggest win of his career. Where do we go from here? You just made me realize that we, there was a lot of several crossroads fights in this card, and all the younger, all the younger challengers kind of stepped up, and and showed out. Right, uh, Luque certainly, yeah, picking up a submission, first round submission victory over the former uh, UFC welterweight champion, one of the greatest welterweights uh, in promotional history. I'm going. There's two really strong choices here. Uh, and there's some bigger names. I like the Nate Diaz call-out. I just don't see that happening. Uh, it's so remote that I won't even do that. If I can make any fight happen, I would. Because I'm not even sure I would. I don't mind the Leon Edwards rematch. It's not a super sexy fight. I get it. Uh, Leon Edwards himself is saying, just just give me my title shot whenever <laughs> whenever that's uh, that's possible. Uh, he just wants to move on from the Bilal Muhammad eye poke. He feels he, feels he showed enough in that fight, which is, uh, he looked good. I don't know if he showed enough to get a title shot. So I think he needs a test. And uh, I actually do think this is a winnable fight for Luke as well. This isn't just a, well, let's give Edwards a win before um, you know he steps into a title shot. I think Luke could win this one too. I think it's a real competitive fight. That first fight was four years ago. And I think Luke has gotten a lot better. Edwards has probably gotten better too, but uh, it's, it's a sort of, sort of situation where we won't know exactly how uh, much more advanced either guy has become until they fight again. So. Four years is a long time. It might not have. It might as well not have happened. Uh, uh, so yeah, give, give me Luca Edwards too. Boy, momentum is really interesting in this sport, and it depends on who has it coming out of a win like Luca had. Because people are talking about you. Everyone's throwing out ideas of big fights they could get next. The fighters themselves, like you said, they shoot for the stars. They hope to come away with something. Calls out Nate Diaz, then says. Essentially, Kamar Usman stole my fight with Jorge Mazadal. I love the gusto. I absolutely. But there's five other guys that are in this range. And I don't know if he fits into that equation right now because he's not going to fight Wonder Boy again because we just saw that. He's not fighting Colby. I don't think he gets the Leon Edwards fight. I would. I, it makes sense. I just don't think he gets it. 
just because of like the other names involved, I think best case scenario from like a realistic point of view, it's Michael Chiesa. I just feel like the four other guys ranked above Chiesa right now that aren't in a title fight, those four guys are going to get matched up with each other. It's going to be like a round, round robin kind of thing. I would say Colby Covington is like the biggest wild card here. Like if he's willing to take a fight, it's going to be with one of those three other guys. So I feel like although Chiesa, both of these guys like deserve that next step up and they're going to be like 6-7 on Tuesday. I just feel like it makes the most sense in the world. Chiesa is kind of the last man standing is the last domino. So it's Chiesa or unfortunately he has to take a step back. So Luke Chiesa, pretty interesting fight. Who's that's another kind of like crossroads fight in a way. Like who's who's a top five guy? You know? Welterweight just so interesting right now. It really is. So I think I think Luke Chiesa is the fight. Yeah, the only reason I didn't pick that is I'm still holding out hope for uh Chiesa Covington, but like you said, that seems I don't know. I don't I don't know how how close that one is it would even uh be to to come into fruition but uh, i like the keys of fight and let me tell you something if i had to pick and yes this is recency bias because we just saw him put on an amazing performance last night i like luke's chances in that matchup he's he's known obviously for his striking but he's a really really good grappler is he on Kiesa's level does he have Kiesa's like gas tank i don't know but i'd, I'd like to find out i do think he could match case on the ground at least early in the fight uh and in the striking i would favor uh luke uh, by, by quite a quite a margin so I would love that fight, but that should be a five rounder. I would love to see that be a, a fight night main event if, if we got Luke Chiesa. Yeah, I'm in for that. I think that's yeah. a great fight. I'm, that's a really interesting matchup. Luke against like anybody's interesting because you just don't know how it's going to go. Because you feel like you feel like Luke can beat all these guys now. He just mm-hmm. needed that one win, so we could all like believe in him. Yep. And I feel like that belief is now there. Like it's getting there. It's like the the cup is filling up, if you will. And each win, it's going to get more and more, and then it's going to overflow. Perhaps to do a title <laughs> shot. Look at look at all this visual. Oh my goodness! Were you an English major? No. You... <laughs> no. Oh my goodness. Yeah, man. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. But now we get Tyron Woodley, who showed a lot of heart. Man was ready to go, delivered the goods. That fight was wild and insane for as long as it lasted. He went in there looking to finish the fight, and he deserves a lot of credit for what he did last night. He lost, he got put mm-hmm. away early, but he deserves a lot of credit for coming out and and showing that pizzazz, so to speak. He's now lost four in a row, three dominant decision losses, and now a first-round submission loss. AK, you were 
you were a defender of the UFC and Woodley coming to terms and sticking around and, 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 and moving along here. Do you still feel that way? And if yeah. so, what do we do? Yeah, I think they figure something out. I think they figure something out. Maybe not the typical four-year deal. Uh, you know, that's 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 pretty standard with fighters. Although, again, I don't know. Maybe, maybe if, if it's, it's cheap enough, it could be longer than four, four, four fights. Um, but I, I doubt it. I think I think if they work something out, it'll be a smaller deal, maybe like a two-fight deal, something like that. And if that's the case, one of those fights, I would hope, would be something we've been calling for for a long time. Uh, a rematch with Robbie Lawler. Uh, a rematch with Carlos Condit would also be interesting uh, somewhere down the road, but I, I'm just looking at it in a very basic way. Woodley, four straight losses. Lawler, four straight losses. Uh, their first fight was was a good one, but it was you know it was short, and I think I think there's a lot of people who would like to see Lawler get, Lawler get another crack at him uh, a while ago. He was just never quite able to fight his way back to a to a title shot, so we didn't see it. But now, obviously, that title is long gone from the equation for both men. Uh, so yeah, give me Woodley and Lawler to. I it, it, if should of course if Woodley uh, is even uh, is even brought back. did we, did we mention that that was the last fight in his UFC contract? Uh, was Saturday, it though? So this is what I'm hearing. This is what this is what people are saying. He this basically the, the in the street. Okay, so j- just I heard this as well, and I don't remember him saying anything like that. Mm-hmm. I know he was on with Ariel, and Ariel asked him about it, and his response was, "You know, I want to go out on top. There's always one fight left on your deal." Like he wouldn't uh, okay. give like an okay. exact number. He just was like, "There's always each fight is like a contract essentially because if you lose, you could be done, um, and if you win, you could get a new contract." So he's basically the approach of the fight was a one fight deal. So yeah, I don't know if he didn't tell Ariel those things. I don't think he said it at the scrum, and I right. admittedly didn't watch the entire thing. I think people are saying that he mentioned something on the ESPN post-fight show or he, oh sorry that he didn't mention i'm sorry that they were talking about his situation but again you're right he did not as far as we know he has he did not say uh that this was it but people seem to be speculating that it was apparently it was mentioned on the post-fight show but yeah i don't know uh if he if he, he himself confirmed that so uh but as we're saying either way this does seem like <laughs> this was the last fight of this i don't know this section of his run with the ufc uh, so I don't know. I don't know if he gets cut or again just doesn't get resigned. But should he be? Should there actually be another fight in his contract and it must be fulfilled? Robbie Lawler's the answer for me. I I've said it before. I'll say it again. I don't think he will be back in the octagon. Mm-hmm. I uh, and again I don't know what his contract situation is. If that was his last fight, I think there'll be a mutual parting of the ways. Uh, if there's more, I think he gets released. More so because of the amount of money he makes compared to other exciting fighters at 170. I bet he made triple what Vicente Luque made in a win last night. Like, Unless he takes a massive pay cut, he won't be back. I don't think he's going to do that. However, there is one option that I think the UFC is going to present him. And it's either take this fight or you know, future endeavors. Hamzat Chemaev. That's literally it. That's literally it. You fight Hamzat when he's ready to come. Apparently, he's ready to come back in July. I know the Neil Magny thing has a little heat, and they're going back and forth. I get it. But Hamzat gains way more from beating Tyron Woodley, even on a four-fight losing streak, than he does beating Neil Magny. He just, it's, it's just true. Like Neil's a great fighter, one of the nice guys in the sport, but Tyron Woodley still has a name. Tyron Woodley still brings numbers People care about Tyron Woodley, whether you like him or not. But this is it. This is like, dude, you fight Shemaev, you win, 
We'll talk. If you lose, you're out of the family. I, I just, I, I think that's it. Like, I think that's literally the only thing they will present him and try to, like, try to get that last bit out of him. You know what I mean? I think that's what you do. Other than that, I don't think he comes back. I am shocked and disturbed that you would just drop a, a Hamzat bomb like that on me without any warning. Uh, I would. I did not see that coming. I am. <laughs> Mike, I already told you I'm reeling. I'm still reeling from last night. And then you just throw Hamzat versus Tyron Woodley out there. Uh, I, shocking. Shocking. Uh, now that you've explained it, okay, I can see the angles for it. I can see the reasons for it. Gosh, that would be... It's a very easy fight to sell. 100%. That's, that's a very, very, very easy fight to sell. Boy, you... Because you, this, this card... Because there was supposed to originally supposed to be two title fights around it, there really wasn't a chance to sell the sort of is this Tyron Woodley's last ride? I don't I don't know I don't know if I missed a video package. Did they do any sort of video package for him and Luke? Anything special? I mean, on the normal pre-fight stuff. I mean, I'll be honest. I was my role last night was doing the the post-fight videos and getting them on okay. YouTube. So yeah. there was a, there were pieces of stuff that I missed. Yeah. Uh, I missed the package. Uh, I saw the walkouts, but I missed but the package. In the, but during the week, I don't think there was any. I don't think embedded. I don't think there was a lot of stuff about it. Um, this deserve like this deserves. Whenever he does have his first UFC, I mean, this could have already been it. But if he does get one more shot, and then they actually have a chance to build it up properly, I think it would be a nice thing to do. I know this is the fight business, and uh, sentimentality uh, has its place, and it might maybe again it didn't have its place this week. But this is a former UFC champion. This is a guy who who love him or hate him, loves some of his matchup choices, some of his ca- his campaigning for certain fights. You know, I, I wasn't always supportive of uh, of some of those comments, uh, some of the guys he wanted to fight as opposed to facing the challenges. But he did fight all the number one contenders he was supposed to fight at the end of the day, uh, whether he, whether he wanted to or not, he did right. And he was a good champion. He was a good champion. Uh, I'm not saying all his fights were super exciting. I'm not saying again he, he's the most likable champion. But he was the UFC champion for a long time, and and um, it's a shame that he might just go out. That that, that, that might have been it, you know, him going out with an exciting fight, but not with any sort of much fanfare around it. So, yeah, I, 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 I if you hate that matchup with Hamza, let me tell you, UFC would go all in on promoting that fight, uh, and I would like to see that as a, as a, uh, either a pay per view co main event or a or a fight night um, headliner. But yeah, now now you've got me thinking. I'm, I'm <laughs> I have to take me time to digest that kind of bomb. I th- uh, I just think there's nothing else that makes sense. Like, you can't have him fight a guy that's not ranked. Like, Lawler, if you made the Lawler fight, yeah. But I still want to see, you know, Lawler conned it again. So, who, I don't know. I don't know. I like. I, I think that's that's it. Like, this is do or die, kid. Like, this is legitimately do or die for you. Now, Mike, this will surprise you. So, here was uh, Tyron Woodley's last disclosed payday that I could find. This was from uh, UFC on ESP, UFC Vegas, whatever. UFC on ESPN 9. I don't know. Uh, the, the Gilbert Burns fight. Uh, it says he made, reportedly, $200,000 to show. That's a lot of money. Vicente Luque fought at UFC 249. Uh, this disclosed paid I could find for his fight with, what am I looking at here? With Nico Price, uh, he made $180,000. That's not including the bonus, too? That is not. He did not win a bonus. He uh, didn't? That wasn't the fight of the night? That was not the fight of the night. That's I right. Don't I don't believe. Wow, I am surprised. Okay. 
I yeah. strike my comment from the record. Well, but I mean, your yeah. comment that Tyron Woodley makes a lot of money still stands, though. Yeah, still two hundred thousand dollars. Two hundred thousand dollars and losing four fights in a row. Yeah, like exactly. Marion Renault doesn't make two hundred thousand dollars. That's why she's right. getting one more shot. Right. right. Yeah, I don't know. Man, we'll see what happens, but we'll see. Like we said, we just did a bunch of matchmaking for him. He could be cut. He, we could find out he's cut this week. Yeah, but we'll, we honestly don't know. I, I give him give give me Woodley Shamayev. Just just do it. Oh just my, do stop it. it. Stop it. Just do it. Stop, just my, give it my to heart. me. My heart again. Give it like. to me. Imagine if he goes out beating Hamzat though. Like, there's your fanfare, man. Dana White would hate that. <laughs> oh, that'd be so no, crazy. The UFC would not want that. Sir. Wow. Or Hamza does. I mean, Hamza would probably be a massive favor in that fight too. I'm a, he would be, yeah, at least like four to one, which is maybe five to nuts, one. Nuts, which is nuts. <sighs> wow. All right, we we gotta move ahead because we could talk about oh, yeah. this all day all long. Right, all right, all right. Let us move ahead to, in my obviously outside of Francis Ngannou, the biggest star of the night, Sugar Sean O'Malley looked phenomenal. He bounced back in a huge way, viciously knocks out Thomas Almeida in the third round. I I went back and watched the third round of that fight earlier this morning, the referee did a horrible job. They should have stopped. I mean, Mark Smith, I, I, he's one of the best in the business. No way that last punch should have landed, but it is what oh. it is. Everyone makes mistakes. Jaron Villal is way worse. I'm not going to get into that, but <laughs> I will say that a lot of names were thrown out. Like my Instagram DMs started shooting off as soon as that fight ended. I don't think he gets a top 10 guy. I don't think he gets a top 15 guy. And I don't think there's any need to rush the man, AK. You could do, still, if you wanted to, you could still do the Brian Kelleher fight because there's still some heat there. My pick is Ricky Simone, man. Like, there is nothing easy in this division. This just seems perfect. Like, who is ready to take that next step forward up the ranks? Simone has looked great lately. He has quietly flown under the radar. And the last time he was on What the Heck, he basically said, like, dude, Sean O'Malley will never, ever take that fight. He'll never do it. Like, I, I tried calling him out. I'm going to keep trying to call him out. My manager's basically like, dude, he's never going to fight you. So let's see if, if Sean O'Malley's willing to step up to the plate and, and fight a man who says he won't fight him. So I want to see that one. I'm intrigued by O'Malley versus Ricky Simone right now, AK. Yeah, I have them pretty close to my rankings. I have O'Malley... Uh, I love providing these secret rankings that have no context if you don't know the whole, <laughs> the whole list. It's because like we get them crazy. So I still have O'Malley uh, at 20, or I guess that would be the number 19. I, I count the champion on my list. So I mean, no, 20 including the champion. Uh, and I have Ricky Simone two spots above him at 18. Uh, now, my suggestion is a bit higher. Uh, and, and, and again, people are going to how could this person be higher than Ricky Simone? It's like, again, certain people beat certain people and they just kept climbing over each other. Just bear with me here, all right? So I, people know I hate... Uh, I hate uh, protecting prospects. I'm a terrible person. I, I see prospects. I see someone having success, and I immediately want to see them brought down. That's that's just the kind of person I am, uh, in my life. So I right now, but I also like fun fights, Mike. All right, let's be serious. I I do not care. Throw these boys into the fire. Give me Sean O'Malley and Kyler Phillips. Do it now. Do it now. I do not need to wait. I do not need to wait until both guys are in the top ten or whatever. No. This is a super, super exciting fight. I would love to see it now. I have Kyler Phillips 13th in my bantamweight rankings. He's up there. I got to tell you, AK, that was Go. a very passionate plea. Go. 
I uh, I appreciate your. Oh wait a minute. Your gusto. Oh, go, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Just, you know what I'm I, going to say. Well, I just saw some. I just looked at my own <laughs> rankings, and I'm like, oh wait a minute. There's a reason they. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're not going to fight each other. Oh yeah, they're they're MMA lab, right? Do you want to know why? Yeah. Do you want to know why? Because they've they probably fought each other five thousand times. Oh, why did I not remember that? I I ha I show the camp rank camps in my rankings specifically to avoid these kinds of misunderstandings. Well, I mean, like uh -huh. O'Malley, like. O'Malley has has more of like a custom team built around yes. him, but he still does have ties. Like yeah. he's with um, Takino is still the um, jujitsu coach Augusto sure. Mendez, who is still <laughs> works over at the lab as well. So yeah, yeah. I mean, he has ties. Like he's cool with Casey Kenny, obviously. He's cool with Kyler Phillips, obviously. Yeah. Um, I just don't. I don't see that fight happening unless it's for the belt. The guy who does podcast crush. Uh, Tim Tim Crouch, the guy who does a podcast. Tim Welch, Tim Welch, Tim Crouch, Tim Welch. Is he is he MMA, is he the MMA lab coach? Um, or is he like you said? He's kind of with O'Malley's sort of side. Yeah, I think like, he was there at some point. Like I don't know what they're related. Mm -hmm. Basically, like Welch is the mentor, um, but O'Malley. I, I know O'Malley still still trains at at the lab and enrolls there and all that stuff. So I know Benson Henderson oh. has a big influence on him. Um, Listen, I'm not saying it would never happen. It's just probably not going to happen now unless it's for the belt. Well, that's embarrassing. No, like, it's, embarrassing. listen, uh, you're, no. I will say this. You're not the only person who threw the, in the media space that threw that suggestion out. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I blew myself, uh, as they said, on uh, Arrested Development. RIP, Jessica Walter. Sorry, I had to, I had to squeeze that in there. I'm embarrassed. Uh, let's, let's, can, Mike, can we move on? Yes. Do you want to go with Ricky Simone, oh, too? No. I'll let you piggyback. Yeah, yeah, let's edit it instead. Just said, <laughs> uh, hold on, let me, hold on, hold on, hold, hold, hold on, hold for cut. Yeah, Mike, it's amazing. You know what? It's amazing. I also came up with Ricky Simone. I don't know how we, you know, sometimes you and I are just in the same wavelength. Uh, he's a great veteran <laughs> opponent. I have him uh, two spots ahead in my mystery rankings. Uh, I, I have O'Malley at 20. I have Ricky Simone at 18. Uh, so it's a great, it's a great matchup. I think it's both, you know, I think obviously Ricky Simone wants it. I think he'd love to uh, knock that smirk off uh, Sean O'Malley's face, and uh, and it's good. It's good that uh, he brought this up. I saw some crazy suggestions out there. That he fights like one of his teammates or something from MMA Lab, and it's like, what, come <laughs> on, oh, what are we doing here? Come on. I love how you morphed into like a Boston sports radio guy. I, I had to. That was hey, listen. It happens. I, I've we've all made blunders. I'm I'm not even calling that a blunder because you know the main affiliation. He's not. He doesn't represent the MMA Lab. He represents Sean O'Malley. He just part of you know it's all good but let's move ahead to another exciting prospect yes. miranda maverick who did three things ak on saturday night she gets a big win on pay-per-view she will more than likely be a top 15 fighter after two fights in the ufc come tuesday and she tried to do our job for us ak we i don't know i, I haven't decided whether i love that or dislike it um but a great performance nonetheless against a very gritty Jillian Robertson, what is next for Fear the Maverick, AK? You know what I loved about her performance, Mike, is she did something a lot of young prospects don't do, which is uh, they, we, we've, here's what a lot of young prospects do do. Great first round, coming out, showing all their strengths, uh, and, and have us going like, oh yeah, this is, this is, you know, this is why, yeah, this person's so highly touted. And then second round, some sort of setback, you know, some sort of uh, challenge, some sort of difficulty, and then and then that that prospect just never recovers. We we've seen that happen with a, with a lot of fighters. That that second round can be a trap. Uh, and while uh, we kind of discussed this on Saturday's post fight show, while I actually still think Maverick did enough to uh, to win round two, I know it's a little controversial. She also was clearly controlled on the ground for, for 
well over four minutes. So there was there was a weakness showed there, and under different circumstances, she could have been she could have taken a lot of ground and pound. She could have been submitted, um, and then in the third round, her in her corner, they made adjustments. She came back and very impressive for a 23 year old. You uh, you really do not see that uh, for a lot of prospects. So I hope people appreciated that. Uh, I'm I'm very measured with my matchmaking for her. I, I don't want us to go too crazy. I think we'll you'll see that in the reader suggestions later. Right now. Just give me J.J. Aldrich. I think J.J. Aldrich is a, is a good, again, slightly more experienced opponent than her. Tough fighter. I think another fighter who she would probably go the distance with. Or if she managed to put J.J. Aldrich away, I think that'd be really impressive. But another fighter I think she would go the distance with and get to show off uh, show off her intelligence, her resilience, and, and how much she's developed. Winnable fight for sure. I think she'd be pretty uh, pretty strongly favored. But uh, but I, I do like that. I need to see fighters go 3-0 before I start, in the UFC before I start going nuts. I... I am all in on on Miranda Maverick, and I think one of the biggest reasons why I'm all in on Miranda Maverick is because she clearly listens to this show, clearly yeah. listens to on to the next one. Because what mm-hmm. did she do? What did she do? She called out Antonita Shevchenko, which was absolutely perfect. That's exactly the kind of fighter you need to be calling out because you're planting the seeds. She listened to the post UFC 254 edition of on to the next one. Go for Valentina. You know, it's a fight down the road, but if you want to get Valentina's attention for that fight down the road, you take out the sis. You try to beat the sis. And she calls on Antonina. I also, on top of that, like the matchup with Andrea Lee. And if Andrea Lee wasn't booked to fight Antonina Shevchenko already, I would go with Miranda Maverick versus Andrea Lee. That would be the fight to make. So, since these ladies are already going to fight, we're going to do check the tapes again for these ladies down the road. The winner of that fight... Gets to fight Miranda Maverick next. That's it. I'm giving her exactly what she wants. It's a very sensible, very, very smart, calculated, planned out call up by Miranda Maverick. I am in. <laughs> Kudos to her. A plus. Poor, poor Antonina though. That she has become a plot device in the Valentina Shevchenko movie. She has become. She's essentially uh, uh, Jean Claude Van Damme's brother and kickboxer. I guess we need to see <laughs> something, something horrible happen to her to, to get so that so that get piques Valentina's interest. And it's terrible because obviously Antonina Antonina is a talented fighter in her own right. But I, I absolutely understand. Look, I, and I, and I think. Uh, Antonina knows what she signed up for getting to the UFC that she'd be a target. She'd be a target fighting in the same division as her sister. Obviously, never going to fight uh, her sister herself. She is that target for everyone coming up uh, to add a Shevchenko name to their resume. And as as you kind of said, kind of make it personal and, and build towards the storyline. So, uh, so look uh, and, and look, Antonina could win that fight. She's she's a, she's more she's a very experienced fighter, very mature. Um, so yeah, I don't I don't mind that, uh, that or the like I said the potential Andrew Lee matchup at all either. The main card kicked off with a bang. The first UFC finish, the first UFC win for Jamie Malarkey. Knocks out Kamaworthy in 46 seconds. We had been saying since this fight was on the books, it was not getting out of the first round. It sure didn't. Jamie Malarkey on the board. Huge win. And this is one of those cases where you can, this is kind of like wild card-ish. You can insert like a variety of names. All of them make sense. So kind of throwing the proverbial dart I'm going with Jalen Turner, AK. I think that one oh, fits. Okay. Takes on a guy who's won two straight. Would be a slight step up in the wherever these guys are ranked. It's an interesting challenge with Turner's ability, his size, his skill set. And uh, that one makes sense to me. What do you think? I dig it. Uh, I have Turner at 58 in my lightweight rankings. I have Malarkey at 52, so they're right in that, right in that range. Uh, but I also stuck with my rankings to try and figure this one out. I had two names I was looking at. Number 54... Devonte Smith and number 45 people are going to love seeing these rankings someday number 45 Christos 
Giagos. I think I'll lean towards uh, Devontae Smith. Obviously, a little bit a little bit closer in the amount of UFC experience they have. Uh, Giagos has been around for a bit, uh, though I would like that matchup too. But you yeah, Malarkey, Devontae Smith. But as you said, he just got his first Malarkey just got his first UFC win. Uh, he has a reputation of being an exciting fighter, but doesn't have the results yet. So there's just a lot of good matchups in that that kind of mid mid lower tier uh, lightweight region for him. Yeah, I think Giagos is fighting Joel Alvarez. Oh, I like which that. Is a, which is a good scrap. I like that I'm one. Under that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's so many options. You can insert multiple names. Devontae Smith. I'm still holding out hope that we get Devontae Smith versus Nazrat Hakbarast. That's like my, mm. my like low key all in. Check the tapes. Hopefully that fight gets booked. Uh, speaking of the wild card round, it is officially time for the wild card round. We will select one fighter that we have not match made for yet, and we'll do so right now. Could be a winner from the prelims, a fighter from the main card who is not victorious that we haven't discussed. Anybody that we have not mentioned, AK, who competed on Saturday night, who is your wild card selection following UFC 260? Uh, look, I just had to go. It was only a 10 fight card, uh, which, is, which is always nice. A nice tidy little 10 fight card. So there's not a lot of like other options outside of ones we've already discussed. So I went with just defer to my fellow Canadian, Marc-Andre Barrio. And uh, uh, again, it was it was. Technically, his second win in the UFC. His first one was overturned. It went over Oscar Piacota uh, because of a, he tested po- uh, Mark Andre tested positive for Osterine. So I don't know how I don't know how the matchmakers want to look at it. If he's on a two fight win streak, a one fight win streak. So I just went with the person I got right next to him in the rankings. One Mister Dalcha Lungiambula. I think just a good matchup. I think both guys are, are coming off wins. They're still trying to prove they're going to the same stuff we said about Malarkey, just in the middleweight division. So Barrio and uh, Lunjimbula, let's go for it. I'm going with Omar Morales, AK. He had a nice win over hmm. over Shane Young, who's a very tough customer. One via unanimous decision. This is no controversy. He looked good. Bounced back from the loss to Giga Chikadze. And very similar to 135, 145 is just so good. And Morales is a really interesting fighter in this division. I think he could do very well. I think he could go places. He got thrown in there with Giga. He lost. But I still am ready to give him another step up. Nothing crazy against a guy who will be looking to get back on track who's coming off of a pretty bad loss. Omar Morales, speaking of Canada... Versus Gavin Tucker is my wild card pick coming out of UFC 260. I think it lines up beautifully rankings-wise, trajectory-wise, position-wise, name value-wise, how fans would react to it. Like I sometimes I like to put myself in this position. Like if we go on Twitter and we say multiple sources confirm that Omar Morales is fighting Gavin Tucker on such and such a date, how will they react? I think they will react very positively to this fight. <laughs> Absolutely. Love it, love it, love the CanCon, Mike. Shout out to Jillian Robertson. Uh, I'm sorry we couldn't uh, match you up this week, but uh, I'm sure given her 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 schedule she usually keeps, she'll be back in there in two months anyway. <laughs> that was my first choice. I wanted a matchmaker mm-hmm. for her and because I was impressed with her performance. I actually thought I thought she performed very well, especially in that second round. Mm-hmm. You know, she was competitive in the third as well. I I thought start to finish, like I know she's gotten a lot of stoppage wins, a lot of submissions, but I thought like start to finish, this was like the most promising. 15 minutes of action for her where I was like, all right, she's got some, you know, she's got some spunk out of the first round. Like that's usually when you get out of the first round with her, watch the Tyler Santos fight. We know what happens. It usually cruise to a decision, but Jillian didn't make it easy. And uh, she deserves some credit for that. So good for good on her. But uh, all right. Do it. Do we have check the tapes before we go to the, to the peeps? 
we have some check. We have. I'm. I'm expanding the scope of the check the tape session, Mike. We have a. We have a little thing. I'm going to call here. I'm going to call it a mic check because someone took umbrage with your criticism of their uh, fight selection last. I mean, I think I also criticized it. I think I, I let you. Uh, I think I let you handle the the in depth uh, shot taking, as it were. Uh, our regular contributor G at Young Rabbi eighty six on Twitter <clears throat> had the somewhat odd suggestion last week of Derek Brunson uh, versus. A Duran win, and I think we were both like, okay, why? <laughs> so he he uh, he wanted to respond. He said he wa- I think he wanted to make sure I read this to you, Mike. He said, uh, "This is a long answer." So uh, this is at Young Rabbit. <laughs> yeah, seeing Brunson completely exhausted but still able to take Holland down reminded me a tiny bit of a higher level win versus Antonio Arroyo. The idea of Darren and is it Darren? It's Duran. Duran win. Duran. The idea of Duran and Brunson in a five-round main event continue to continually taking each other down until they both gas made me feel very froggy. Okay, one day that heathen, <clears throat> excuse me, one day that heathen Mike Heck will understand my vision <laughs> of the platonic ideal of a middleweight fight, uh, and he says that you should understand this more than anyone. Okay, AK, it's true. I do love a good middleweight fight. Uh, appreciate the shout out though. Keep up the good work, guys. You make my Sunday morning walk something I look forward to every week. Heathen, the wow! Heathen, Mike Heck. I mean, if it comes, it's coming from a young rabbi. Then I get to, uh, I got to reevaluate some things. Uh, listen, it's a, it's a, it's a dream. If that's like your dream middleweight matchup, I mean, good on you. And and maybe if Duran Duran wins, coming off a win, maybe he can keep this train rolling a little bit. And maybe at some point, I mean, this will be like the check the tapes of all check the tapes if we oh. get Derek Brunson versus Duran <laughs> win. So PBC, yeah, sure. yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I have not. I, I appreciate you listening to the program. I hope you're walking and and uh, I thank you very much for your contribution. But my stance <laughs> has not changed one iota when it so, comes to that fight. Sorry, so classy. That was our first and hopefully last mic check that we do for check tapes. Uh, shout outs to the readers who did call for a, a matchup between Omari Akhmadov and uh, Brad Tavares. It goes down on July 10th. I'm amazed they're booking fights like that so far ahead. And thank goodness they are. We, I approve of booking fights far ahead. I know people are like, oh, the fights are going to fall through. If they fall through, they fall through. There's no hurt and there's no harm in booking them, people. So, yeah, a bunch of readers suggested that one last time. And uh, I, I'm uh, another subcategory. This is the no one, no way anyone called this category, Mike. Jacare Souza versus Andre Muniz, May 15th. Completely out of nowhere. I love that uh, fight. I love it too. It's just, it's you know, I just wouldn't put their names in the same kind of atmosphere. I, I don't know, but I, again, it's not like Jacare's on a, on a hot, hot streak or anything. So, sure, and of course, uh, definitely one no one saw coming. Misha Tate versus the return of Misha Tate versus uh, Marion Renault, July seventeenth. Wow, I that was literally out of nowhere. So, there's that's the no way anyone could have checked those tapes. I would agree. Uh, readers, do you want to go to your DMs first? Yes. Uh, some first timers. We'll get to them. Uh, Peter Rydal. Or Riedel, appreciate it. Short and sweet. Just goes, my matches, last names, let's go. In Ghana versus Jones. Ooh. Stipe Miocic versus Alexander Volkov. Interesting. He likes the idea of Luke versus Diaz. Woodley versus Muhammad. And a very popular one, Sean O'Malley versus Pedro Munoz. Oh, I did not see that one. I, yeah, I, I I've seen that a few times. Really? Okay. Uh, Zach Diamond Sampson said, I would like to see O'Malley versus Jimmy Rivera to test those ankles. 
And I think Menafield and OSP should run it back. Grappling only winner gets to rename the Von Flu. I love it. Von Flu on a pole ma- Von Flu choke on a pole match. I'm in. You get to change the name. I'm down. Um, Matt Bradbury, our good buddy. I think the UFC is going to give Tyron Sean Brady essentially JDSing him. That's we're on to the next one. Okay. Uh, where are we going here? Where are we going? Where are we going? Where are we going? Man, there's a bunch. Uh, O'Malley versus uh, Hione Barcelos. This is from Christian Lee, by the way. Uh, Vicente Luque versus Michael Chiesa. One champion, Christian Lee? It's not. I thought that at first. I was like, wow, this is pretty good. (laughs) I got a little excited there for a second. (laughs) Uh, And Tyron Woodley versus Bilal Muhammad, and then in parentheses, unless he retires or gets cut. Hmm. So there you go. A lot of of Woodley versus Muhammad suggestions. Uh, Jack Porter back on the program. Said for on to the next one. Vicente Luque versus Leon Edwards. He's on your side with that one. O'Malley versus Jimmy Rivera. And one last banger. <sighs> well done, Jack Porter. Woodley versus Shemaev. Wow. It's or out there. it's out there. Or he's even raising the stakes a little bit more. If it's not Shemaev, Shafkat Rachmanov. Oh. That's interesting too. Oh, that's such a that's such a though we're we're wanting to build I guess that's every Woodley fight from now will probably be, unless it's one of those, his rematches will be getting someone to use his name. Oh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, John George, what's up, Mike Heck? Luke's call it of Diaz is a throwaway when an open shot at Leon was totally there for the picking. And yeah. a fight like that with a win like that put himself right into the title hunt. Then O'Malley rematch with Cheeto, or maybe a fight between Sean O'Malley and Song Yudong would be a good test. Stop feeding the man these semi-tough but still very broken-down oh. fighters. Oh. How about Alonzo Menafield versus Tyson Pedro if he's still around oh. extra light heavyweight? <laughs> also, a message for you, AK. Oh. Alex, check. Alex. What? Also, tell Alex, the uncrowned BTL champion who says oh. Between the Links was a complete robbery this past mm-hmm. Thursday. Mm-hmm. He wanted to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, thank. Oh, okay, all right. Well, okay. Uh, thank you. It's not my birthday. It's never my birthday, but thank you. And then the last one I I got moments ago from Henry Terry, uh, Mr. Heck. Hope you enjoyed the fights last night. For on to the next one, Sean O'Malley versus Marlon Marais. So replace one Marlon with the other. Luke versus Kiesa. Malarkey versus Dracar Close, but Dracar Close fighting Jeremy Stevens. So maybe Malarkey could be on standby if something happens with Stevens. Miranda Maverick. Versus Alexa Grasso mm. was the other option. Who was that from again? You said Harry Terry? Uh, Henry Henry Terry. Henry Terry. Yep. Uh, we had a, we had some other one, uh, <laughs> another sort of mic check here from Javon Johnson on Twitter who said uh, uh, that he suggested Miranda Maverick versus Grasso a while ago. Okay, so we'll see how that one goes. He also said you were upset because I think he suggested Maverick versus uh, Agapova, and you were like, Maverick would murk Agapova. Oh, and, she uh, would. It would be. It would be a smushing. Well, this guy says he stands by his choices. Okay. So he stands by the. He stands by the Grasso suggestion. I guess not so much the Agapova. Hey Maria, you're this bright up and coming prospect that we want to push, and I know you're coming off a loss to Shauna Dobson, so we're gonna throw you in there with Miranda Maverick. I mean, come on. No now. longer the UFC. Um. 
Uh, uh, sorry, Mike. Any was that uh, any more DMs, sir? That's it. That's it. That's I, 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 okay. A good plethora. We're growing every week in the in the DMs. Well, we'll return to Instagram. We 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 both got a message on Instagram, so yes. we'll touch upon. But we we want to save that. For, it's a very special message, so we'll return to Instagram. Uh, okay. Oh, I, we got a, a ton of other suggestions for people, so I'm going to have to kind of be selective here. But the most popular suggestions, I think, I saw. Obviously, Ngana versus Jones, number one. It's pretty much everyone saying, let's just make this happen. Uh, though Ngana, and Ngana versus Lewis, too, a close second. And, there, and there's this narrative building, Mike. I'm sure you've seen it, that people are saying, is Lewis more dangerous, a more dangerous heavyweight opponent than John Jones? That's, that's a thing that's happening. And it's not, like, crazy. Because if you're just talking power for power, Lewis, of course, you know, would have the advantage. Of course, he everywhere else, I don't know. Maybe, you, know, maybe you, 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 go, you lean towards Jones. But we're talking power for power. It is, uh, it is Lewis. And <laughs> I know we all keep forgetting this fight actually happened. Lewis won the first time. It's he true. won a decision. He quote unquote won. All right. If we want to talk, he has a win over Ngani. So can he beat him? I mean, yes, he can. He already did. Uh, and But uh, Miocic versus Lewis was the most common uh, Stephen Miocic matchup. Luke Ake versus Chesa, everyone wants it. Luke Ake versus Chesa, it, it, it makes so much sense. It's That's the popular one. And Woodley versus Lawler. So those are the five. We discussed it a lot in the show already. Those are the five that pretty much everybody wanted. Uh, for O'Malley, yeah, people threw out more veteran names. As you said, Jimmy Rivera, very popular choice. Frankie Edgar, another one people threw out. And uh, someone a little bit closer to him in age, uh, Howney Barcelos, which I like. That's that's not bad. Yeah. Did you mention uh, in the re- – did any? sorry, I, I missed it. Mike. Did any of your readers mention Maverick Barber? Macy Barber. No, I did see that on Twitter, I believe. Yeah. For some reason, I'm not like super excited about that potential matchup yet. I don't know why. I, like I said, you know me. I said I like matching up prospects, but that prospect versus prospect matchup for some reason does not intrigue me right now. I know it's one I'd want to see later. Yeah. No, they're going in. They're going in completely different paths right now. Like your goal, right? Your goal, if you're the UFC, and it's very hard to do this, but you want to give Macy Barber like a nay, an interesting matchup but one that you feel confident that, at least to an extent, that she will win. Like, uh, mm-hmm. Macy Barber needs to win her next fight. Throwing her in yep. there with, Ma- with Miranda Maverick is not the way to do it. No is way. Young- is she younger? She's younger than Miranda Maverick, right? She uh, grass, um, Barber's younger than Maverick, yes. That's crazy. <laughs> right? That seems so crazy. To me. Yeah, she's only 22. What? What? Oh my gosh. Anyway, uh, the other one I liked was uh, Maverick. Uh, a couple of people sort of combined to make the suggestion. Maverick versus the uh, Roxanne Matafari, uh, Tyler Santos winner. They fight on May 8th. I do like the Tyler Santos matchup because Tyler Santos just beat uh, Jillian Robertson. And then uh, then Miranda Maverick just beat Jillian Robertson. So it was kind of like, okay, well, we both see how, they both beat her by decision. Let's see how they fare against each other. But uh, Santos does have to beat uh, Roxanne Matafari first for that to be a possibility. Uh, Malarkey, we got Euros Medic. We got Mike Davis. Mike Davis would be, oh. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? I think he's hurt right now. Oh no! Okay, well, if if uh, if he's able to heal up, or if Malarkey can wait, I like that one. Uh, did people say Menafield versus Oleksiychuk? I did not see that one. No. The classic, you know, both guys won on the same card, right? Both guys won on the same card. Why not? I I don't mind that one at all. Uh, and another oddly popular one: Oleksiychuk versus J- Dustin Jacoby. I don't know. Wow. People- People just in the same wavelength. And uh, for uh, for Barrio, people liked him versus Phil Haas. Phil Haas becoming a popular onto the next one uh, name. So I think people are really looking forward to whenever he steps back into the cage. Um, let's go. Oh, go ahead, Mike. I don't. The thing with Menafield is like fighting Fabio Chirant was great. Like getting that win and getting your confidence back. Wonderful. I mean, it's great when that happens. I mean, it, it was just 
it was not a competitive fight. And I, I'm honestly shocked that so many people were picking against Alonzo Menafield in this fight. And I, the, I like, yeah, I mean, I just saw them everywhere. That's weird. Fabio Chirant is is a nice guy. You know, I'm glad he made it to the UFC. That is just a tough ask to ask a guy like that to take on a monster like Alonzo Menafield on two yeah. days' notice. And I know the experience levels are pretty similar, but Alonzo's been in there with Devin Clark. He's knocked out Paul Craig. Like. He's been in there with some really tough guys. I hope they're careful with him. Like, I just think, like, I know William Knight is rebooked to fight Daun Young on April 10th. Like, if we're, if we're, if we're matchmaking for Alonzo Menafield, the winner of that fight is the way to go. Especially if William Knight wins. We just, we throw that one back on the books. Oh, you know, two guys it. with a lot of confidence. Two guys with, uh, you know, not in great shape, obviously. <laughs> right i mean yeah, uh, you know it's, it's a hard fight to sell if, yeah uh, hard fight to sell i mean get down to like get down to like four percent bad get down to like four percent body body fat and then we'll, Stop then we'll talk you know you will, you will be slacking. on the same wavelength but yeah that's that's where you go you don't want to you don't want to get too crazy with alonzo coming off that win yeah yeah fair enough uh going to email tristan gordet i like this one sean o'malley versus uh saeed nurmagomedov uh, uh he, he's reminded us saeed did call out o'malley after uh after, uh mark street I, I didn't remember this uh, he probably did. I think everybody's called out O'Malley yeah. at this point. I think a lot of yeah. Uh, it would be cool, you know. Look, uh, that Nurmagomedov, that Nurmagomedov name, even though Saeed is, by the way, is not really is not a blood related to uh, to Khabib Nurmagomedov. They are very very close apparently, but they is not not actually part of the that Nurmagomedov family. Uh, but still, that name has a lot of cachet, and I think I think a lot of people <laughs> just seeing O'Malley, O'Malley versus Nurmagomedov. Oh, this sounds amazing. It's like and look, this we have a lot of uh, Nurmagomedovs running around, and they're all going to be making they're all making big impacts. Uh, including Abubakar, of course, we want to start. Uh, uh, Tristan is also down with Barrio versus Lundjambula. So we are. Thank you, Tristan, for backing up on that one. Matt Bradbury always throws out a million matchups. So I'll just mention a couple. Uh, uh, Abubakar Nurmagomedov versus Mickey Gall. He says this would be a make or break fight for Mickey. Hmm. I don't know if it would be a make or break I fight actually, for Mickey Gall. I actually would. I'd rather see Mickey fight Jared Gooden, for being honest. Oh, interesting. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. Mickey. Mickey just fought Mike Perry. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't seen him in a while. He was Who was he booked to fight? He was booked to fight... Um, oh, man. What is this? How, do, how am I forgetting his name? I'm, Massive welterweight prospect. Like... I'm looking this up. Oh, this is... I cannot believe this, and I apologize to this fight. You, sorry, you're asking about, you're asking about Mickey Gall, right? Yeah, because he was, he was matched up with somebody, and I was just like, why? Baeza. Baeza. Mike Miguel Baeza. Like, don't yeah. do that. Put him in there with Jared Gooden. Both guys need a win. It's a fight oh. that it's a it's a fight that you know if it stays on the feet, it's Gooden's fight. If the fight goes to the ground, Mickey probably wins that fight. Both guys need to win badly. I think that's the direction you go. Um, Abubakar looked really really good in that fight. Like if you told me if you yeah. told me that he was going to stand there and outstrike Jared Gooden for an entire fifteen minutes. And hurt him and sting him and put him in big trouble. I would have laughed at you. I'd be like, I'll, I'll put a thousand dollars on the fact that that's not gonna happen. And I would have lost a thousand dollars. I was really impressed. I mean, what a bounce back performance, especially after getting submitted in, in the first round in his octagon debut to come back and have a performance like that, especially on the feet against a guy that dangerous. Really impressed with him. Yeah, look, these other Nurmagomedovs—they're not all just grapplers, all right. Uh, uh, let's not forget uh, Umar as well. Umar came in and was friggin' 
he's he's he. I don't know if he's the black sheep of the Nomagometa family or something, but he's throwing crazy ass spinning strikes and. So uh, yes, these guys are are doing serious damage on the feet. This this stuff. This is for real. Uh, Matt, he also Matt Bradbury also threw out Jamie Malarkey versus Lando Venata. Just saying, absolute madman. That is oh, for sure the fight of the night. Such a good fight. I agree. Uh, I I don't know if I, I thought I saw more than one person recommend this, but he said uh, Maverick versus Cynthia Calvillo. Way too soon. Right. Way too soon. No, we can't do that. We can't do that. OK, I just wanted to I just want to let him know that we couldn't do that. We can do uh, that. <laughs> we can do that with like one more win, maybe or two. But not now. Too soon for that. Harry uh, Dwoskin wants to throw uh, Abubakar in there with a veteran says just give him give him Worley Alves. So I'm down for that. Train. Really? Yeah. So much more I'm, experience in the UFC. Though. I'm fine. I'm, I'm good with that fight. Give me, give me one more win. Give me one more win. And then he likes Alonzo Menafield versus the uh, Danilo Marquez versus Ed Herman winner. That's happening on June 26th. I like that. That's kind of cool. Oh, man. Can you imagine Damn Alonzo Menafield versus Ed Herman? Good God. That is like. Yes, I can. And that's a Jed Mishu special right there. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, I really want. Please, Ed Herman, take care of this on June 26th so we can we can this this fight can be in play. Uh, okay, tons of Twitter the ones. I'll have to run through these, but I do want to mention, of course, people who reach out for the first time. I always find that fun. Uh, Dominic on Twitter contacted both of us at writing a blank on Twitter, uh, and he's like me. He fell for the O'Malley Phillips. Uh, how how sweet that matchup would be. Um, so thanks, Dominic. I know we're both we're both we both have egg on our faces now. And he also asked, can you imagine Ganu versus Rumble Johnson? I would love to see that. Of course, Rumble Johnson is in uh, Bellator now in their uh, light heavyweight tournament. And uh, that fight has been, his fight with Romero has moved back to Bellator 258, I want to say May 7th or something? Yeah, something like that. May 6th or 7th. Yeah. So so you will see, Dominic, you will see Rumble fight soon. It got pushed back. It was supposed to be at uh, Bellator 257. But uh, soon, soon enough, we will see we'll see Romero and Rumble Johnson's Bellator debuts. Sammy James, thank you for chiming in. He likes O'Malley versus Marlon Rodice. So there we go. So I know we've talked about Marlon and Marlon a lot, but Marlon Rice, very, very likely that that could be next for Sammy James. Uh, Triple B, chiming in for the first time. Thank you, Triple B. Uh, likes Miocic versus Blades. I know that was uh, you're a fan of that one. And uh, Luke K versus Jeff Neal. I'm in. I, I like that fight. I if it's if he doesn't get Kiesa, it's going to be something like that. He's going to have to take a step back. Uh, Andy Pacera tried to get in last week. Uh, he was just a little bit late, but he literally just got in before the show started, Mike. So I do want to shout out Andy. Uh, he's just, and I'll read his comment. Luke versus Magni is also the fight. For the love of God, I'm sorry, Luke. You're never going to fight Nate Diaz. Oh, Andy, you never know unless you ask. You never, I have no problem with the call out. I, I know you said one of your one of your suggestions said he threw away his call out. <laughs> I think he did the smart thing. He, he did the Diaz call out on TV or on pay-per-view, I should say, excuse me. And then post-fight, he mentioned Wonderboy, he mentioned Edwards, he mentioned like the rematch. So he he had it both ways. He he had it both ways. He did he saved the big flashy call out for uh, for the broadcast, and then post-fight uh, mentioned some other you know possible rematches he would want to have back. I will say this though, I'm with you on this one, AK. Like I I don't think he's going to get the fight, okay? But I did like the call out this time around because he did his research, he did his homework. He basically said like, hey Nate, you're looking for a guy that's that's been winning, that's on a streak, that's on a surge. With a comp- you are looking for a competitive fight with a guy who finishes fights and it's really exciting and that's winning. I'm doing everything you asked of me. This is the kind of fight you want? Give it to me. I'm here. You want to fight at 170? You want a Charles Oliveira? I'm the streaking guy at 170 right now. Let's go. I have no problem with the call out. It's not going to happen. And 
it's just unfortunate for him. But I, the fact that he presented the way that he did last night, I like to call it. I don't think it's a throwaway at all. I agree. I agree. Like I said, I, but I, I always like when people swing big. I'm, I'm sure there's examples, but uh, people cause just made no sense. But I, I, I swing big. You never know. Uh, at young, your nemesis at young rabbi eighty six also said, uh, "Do you what do you do you prefer this over Calvillo, uh, Miranda Maverick? If they were to do some crazy matchup, what about Miranda Maverick versus Jessica I? What what would you prefer if you had to choose? Which I don't think either happens, but I or Calvillo? Oh, I easy. Okay, yeah." Uh, I still think again too much. And then I like this one. Uh, someone a little bit closer to Woodley's age <laughs> for a matchup. Uh, Woodley versus Alan Joban. I like that. I, I actually don't mind. I, I mean, it's not as cool as like a Woodley Lawler, Woodley like Condit rematch, but I don't know. I, 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 that one, I thought that was interesting. So um, if, if, if we want, if you know, if we don't want to run it back with one of his past opponents, but still want a veteran that, again, a little closer to him in age, Alan Joban, I don't mind it. Yeah. And kind of going back to the other one, if, if something happens with Jennifer Maya, before, because I think they're fighting in July, if memory serves me mm-hmm. correctly. Jessica I versus mm-hmm. Jennifer Maya is right, a done right. deal. Um, if so, July, June, July was what Miranda Maverick was hoping for. If she does, if she's not booked and she's needed to to fill that gap. That's that's a good piece of business. Okay, that's, that's a, that I'm that's okay with. That's yeah, that's fine. Uh, that's fine. I mean, I is. I is still tough and gritty. She showed some of that heart and determination in the Joanne Calderwood fight, but. Not a fight that she was. It wasn't a close fight, but she was. It was a competitive fight. Like Calderwood clearly won and clearly pulled away. But Maverick can. I think. I. I think Maverick's a pretty sizable favorite in that fight if she fought Jessica. I think so too. I think so too. No disrespect, Jessica. I just you, you're kind of you know they're just going in different directions in their careers right now. And you know I I think would do a good job. So the the disrespect she would feel if she got matched up with uh, such a youngster. Oh boy, she would not. She'd be pretty, pretty vocal about it. Yeah, I mean, look at just watch the <laughs> Cynthia Calvillo fight. Calvillo just kept taking her down over and over again. That's yep. exactly yep. what Miranda Maverick would try to do. Uh, Liam Perry, I like a suggestion for Mark Andre Bagno. He likes Roman Delice. Very cool matchup, I think. Uh, Marcus McGahey, he's with me on Barrio and Lunjambula and also Maverick Aldrich. So thank you, Marcus. Always having my back. And he says Nganu versus the winner of uh, Godzilla versus King Kong in theaters next week. So excellent. <laughs> Excellent use of advertisement time. Uh, Mark McGay, official sponsor of the UFC. Well done. Uh, how do you feel about O'Malley versus Montel Jackson? Oh, my God. That, I mean, that is such... that And that's that's a positive, oh, my God. Yes. Like, there, there are a few fights outside of the top 15 where I would probably... And I can't do a cartwheel, but I would try to do a cartwheel <laughs> if they booked that fight. O'Malley versus Montel Jackson would be absolutely insane. I think if you're a Mally's team, you probably think your star power is a little bit past Montel Jackson right now. But matchup yeah, wise, but I, and plus from a competitive awesome. standpoint, oh. like risk reward, I wouldn't take that fight if I'm Sean O'Malley. No, 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 definitely not. Definitely not, not saying not saying he can't win because O'Malley would be fa- would probably be favored in that fight, and 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 I get it. But that is, I mean, beating Montel Jackson is just like it's cool. Like hardcore fans would dig that. I don't think you're gonna put away Montel like you've put away a lot of these other guys mm-hmm. and get that rub and get that viral and if he did it's like off to the races but man that's a risky fight for very little reward yeah somewhere down the road would love to see it oh, absolutely that's 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 your Marlon I'm, that is like what Marlon on Marlon is to you or Neil on Neil that's that's <laughs> like my future pick for that sugar, kind of a fight sugar versus quick 
Yes. Uh, Barry O'Reilly, Ireland's Barry, Barry O'Reilly, Chad, man. He, he's with you. He loves Morales versus Tucker. Uh, and he likes Aldo Sejic versus Devin Clark and uh, Yuan Kuchalaba, uh, which I just wanted to mention because I forgot the fight was happening. So uh, that's on May 1st. So I could, I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer 2 on Twitter likes Morales versus Caceres. He, so he oh, so Morales has entered the Caceres zone, as we call it. He's in that range of the <laughs> long, time, long, 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 long time UFC veteran. Uh, Alex Casera, so he's in that range now. Uh, Michael Perigini, two good suge- suggestions that caught my eye. Uh, Bagheel versus the Kasanganai Sasha Polotnikov winner, April 10th. Again, I just wanted to remember that fight was but happening. Hold on, hold on one second. Just oh, one, oh. One, one caveat. No, 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 Please the fight. fight's happening. But it's yes. at one, that fight's at 170. Oh. Kasangana is dropping to 170 for that fight. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Polotnikov's a well. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, so, and yeah, unless uh, Kasanga and I won and decided to take a fight up, uh, up at 185, I don't sure. think Palatnikov would, but uh, yeah, maybe, maybe more Kasanga and I. So, yeah, for sure. I, on paper, I kind of like the idea of it. And then, uh, but I did like his other match. <laughs> no, actually, I didn't like it, and I, wanted, I just want to see you make a face. Uh, Tyron Woodley. <laughs> I shouldn't even. I shouldn't even. Versus Deron Wynn? No. <laughs> <laughs> your, your favorite? No. I shouldn't even put this out there in the universe, but I didn't do it. Michael Perugini did. I can't be responsible for this. Tyron Woodley versus. Sean Brady. That's a popular pick. I, I I don't have a big problem with that. I think Sean Brady would kill him at this stage of their careers. Would kill absolutely kill him. I just I I don't think there's value there for the UFC. Like there's value for Sean Brady. Unless it's just to give Brady a name to say we. It's see this literally guy. all it is. This is a put Sean Brady yeah. over kind of well, a that's fight. Why I don't like it because again, I, I don't mind using veterans to build up guys. Look, I I understand the purpose of it, but Sean Brady is like a younger. He's a, he does all the things that Woodley used to do, but like he's younger. He's how I don't know how many years younger he is now. Uh, super well-rounded guy, amazing wrestler. Uh, I know, I, I don't know. I, I, I like. I, but I, his I had, striking is not. I mean, his striking has gotten better, and he'll even admit he knows he needs to get better with sure. the striking too. Sure. So Woodley would have a pretty good advantage in the striking yes. department. It's uh, an interesting fight. It's not like a complete uh, domination for Brady. I mean, he would be a two-to-one favorite, no doubt about it, but. Checking off all the boxes, having value for everybody involved, I don't necessarily see it. Like, is it worth giving Tyron Woodley another shot to put a guy like Sean Brady over, or is it worth keeping Tyron Woodley around for the chance to maybe put Shemaev over even more? That's why I like the Shemaev one better. There's just more value for pretty for more people involved in the situation. Considering the matchups we've picked, I really just hope Woodley is either released or uh, or decides to retire. I don't. I just don't want to see him getting pummeled by some of these just young, incredibly dangerous fighters. But that's the fight game, right? That's the fight game. If you if for anyone who decides but, to stick around too long. And in a perfect world, like if they didn't book, if they didn't book Woodley versus Luke, you could have done Woodley versus Brady easily, and it sure. would have been like the same sure. kind of a thing for me. You know what I mean? Sure. Uh, let's go to Instagram. We got some nice Instagrams. Dylan Shoot. First, I think this is the first time I've mentioned him. Maybe the second time. Uh, Malarkey versus Fazif. We really just want to see Fazif fight again. Another, another onto the next one guy. Whoa, oh, oh, that's no. it. we're getting a head shake. No, you can't do that. Fazif's oh, way too. Yeah, Fazif's like yeah. knocking on the door of the top fifteen. Like Malarkey gets like two or three more wins, and Fazif somehow like doesn't fight until then. Then you can do that. It's. I mean, it'd be a fun scrap, but I mean, Fazif. Just picked up a ridiculous win in his last fight. The guy's ready for something big. People are, are jumping on board right now. Can't do the malarkey fight. 
Our boy uh, Jacob Best had some good ones. Uh, uh, Luke A versus Covington, which we said would be a great matchup. We just don't think it's, it's that Covington would be, have any interest in that fight. Uh, Malarkey, Jacizi, Abubakar versus Chaos Williams, uh, Omar Morales versus Daniel Pineda. But I liked his uh, O'Malley versus Cruz, uh, Dominic Cruz. He says, could headline a fight night, real proving ground for both guys. I saw somewhere that apparently uh, Cruz would be interested in that fight, according to Chael Sonnen. Super interesting clash of styles, personality, the whole lot. Very visually pleasing fight. Yeah, yeah. I think I think Dominic Cruz would be interested in that, and uh, and obviously O'Malley would would take that fight in a heartbeat. I like all of those picks. Yeah, yeah. I love. Yeah, and uh, so thank you, Jacob Best. We're just winding down here, so guys, I'm rushing through some of these. Jay Steiner just uh, <laughs> just made it in. I got to <laughs> mention our boy Jay Steiner. Uh, I think he's. Oh, he. I'm sorry. He says he uh, check the tapes. He says he picked uh, Tim Elliott versus Sumadergi. I, it did sound familiar to me I, uh, with a fight that was just recently booked. I swear I thought someone had mentioned it. I couldn't find it in my notes. So, Jay Steiner, I will give you credit. I assume that it was you. Um, he's with you on uh, Miranda Maverick versus uh, possibly Antina Shevchenko, Andrea Lee. And uh, Abubakar versus Takashi Saito. Barrio versus Darren Stewart. Uh, oh, this is one I saw a couple mentioned too, actually. Like Omar Morales versus Charles Jordan. I think would be sick. Oh, that's a good one, yeah, too. Love that. So, And he's also down for something we discussed, the uh, Sugar versus... Uh, Chito Vera uh, rematch. So uh, E.K. E- e- Leiden wants that one. So there you go, Jay Steiner. You've met you and you and E.K. Leiden are on the same page. I was so mad listening to that conversation I, last I night. I'm not a fan. I'm not <laughs> it's a fan. like, come on, man. It was a freak thing. Like, no, I'm not getting into it right now. But it, All right. listen, it's, I agree. That's another 20 minutes. I don't agree with Dana that often. I agree with him on this one. You can go to that well anytime you want. Exactly. Exactly. It's not that we never want to see it again. It's like, but that storyline will always be there. That storyline of of didn't really beat me. That'll be there forever. If, if you want, if you have to go to it, you, you might not need to, you know, might go, both guys might end up going other directions, but it's there. Okay. All right. Now, two more messages. This one from from someone in your area, your boy, Boston Rich. I'm sure you know him. This would have normally closed the show. Uh, so he <laughs> I didn't think I read this right correctly when I saw it. He says, why not Francis versus <laughs> Glover Teixeira? And he wrote <laughs> Mike is Mike is so confused. I'm right intrigued. Now. He wrote he wrote. Why does John Jones get to jump over somebody who has earned it? So I guess he's suggesting Tashira has been more active at light heavyweight and thus should have the options that John Jones has, that John Jones is claiming to have. Uh, I don't think Glover has ever, ever expressed any interest in going up to heavyweight. Uh, I'm sure if you asked him, he would say, "I do not want to fight Francis Ngannou." But <laughs> he's about to fight for the he's about to fight for the light heavyweight title. I, I, I listen. This guy's from Boston, all right. I you you yeah for him. It's up to to rationalize this, okay? Because he's just. But I get it. I I I think I take it. There's some animosity. Maybe not a John Jones fan, and he's just wondering why does this guy just get to do whatever he wants and stay on the shelf and not fight and then jump with no heavyweight experience get to jump into a heavyweight title shot if he can do it why not glover who is you know the number like i said the, he's the number one contender at light heavyweight right now so why can't he also be the number one contender at heavyweight i don't know even as i'm saying it mike i'm struggling to make sense of it <laughs> yeah i don't know unless it's like an epic glover to share a heel turn that nobody saw coming but you know what? But you know what, Boston Rich, I don't care. I like that you suggested it. It's a it was, it's a unique suggestion. Definitely, no one else mentioned it. That would also be an epic call to ta- uh, check the tapes if uh, <laughs> somehow we ended yeah. up with Glover to share it ever. If this fight ever happens, I'm giving I'm giving Boston Rich credit. Okay, like, it's care, more like it's, it's more likely than Derek Brunson versus Duran win. 
Why I'm are you just kidding. I'm just, kidding. I'm just saying. Why are you sorry, young rabbi. rabbi. I know it's it's, it's fucking, Sunday. I should enjoy his Sunday walk. He's right saying now. this on Sunday. Walking oh, is already man. terrible. All right, I hate walking. Walking is already terrible, <laughs> and now you are making it worse for young rabbi eighty-six. Uh, we only okay, we only we only poke fun because we like you. Can we end on a positive note? Absolutely. Can I have? Can I, do you want to read this? You can read it. Can I read? Okay, this made our boy uh, Magic Mighty Mart. I believe this is at Mighty Magic Mart from Twitter. Um, at Magic Mighty sixty seven on Instagram, messaged both of us. And at first, I was ready to throw this in the spam bin, uh, and, and until I read the message, and I realized it was our, our pal. Uh, this is such a nice. Okay, so he says, "Gentlemen, I didn't want to make either of you upset that I messaged the other." <laughs> I guess it's you know it's just one of us. So I thought I'd DM you both. Apologies for lack of matchups the last few weeks. His little boy just arrived three weeks early, and he's well, thank goodness. Uh, and big, his big sister adores him. The wife wouldn't let me call him Michael Alexander, though. <laughs> so he had to go with Ruben Elijah uh, Money, Magic Money. That's a beautiful name. Uh, your podcast kept me going through the labor and first week of sleepless nights. So thank you, as always. Uh, now to suggestions, I want Keza versus Luke, O'Malley versus Kyler Phillips. Yes, let's make it happen. <laughs> you guys are awesome. From across the pond, uh, Martin. I am so... Mike. Congratulations, Martin. Nice Mike, my done. best friend. This is this is why we do this. This is what the show is all about. And I don't even know. It's just, I'm emotional. I, 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 if there were other suggestions to read, I can't. I couldn't do it. I'm, I'm emotional now. I can't do it. I'm feeling verklempt. I'm, I'm feeling a little verklempt. Here's <laughs> a topic. Talk amongst talk, yourselves. Talk amongst yourselves. Rhode Island. Not a road or an island. <laughs> oh man so we appreciate that message we appreciate all the messages and uh for those who want to submit messages or comments or ideas down the road ak if they want to hit you up how can they do so oh yes oh does that even matter anymore uh at alexander <laughs> k k k lee on instagram that's two k's at alexander k lee on twitter that's one k and uh alex.lee at espionation.com for emails uh twitter at mike heck underscore jr Instagram M underscore heck JR. Uh, so next week, no UFC event. We got a rare Saturday night off from UFC, but Bellator is back the night mm-hmm. before. So there is still plenty of mixed martial arts action uh, for your viewing pleasure. But AK and I were, I would say a decision has not been fully made yet. We're thinking <laughs> of a way to have a show next week without having a card to match make. Do we take a week off? Do we come up with something? TBD. We're pondering that as we speak. But the next event for the UFC is April 10th, which will be the second event to air on ABC. And they return with the main event at 185 pounds, Darren Till versus Marvin Vittori. Big one for the middleweight division. But until then, he is AK Lee. I am Mike Heck. Thank you for listening. And remember, don't take this stuff too seriously. MMA is supposed to be fun. We have more fun coming your way right here. On on to the next one, the podcast. So you thought I was going to go really long that time, but I just went super short. (gasps) Yikes. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.